What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Football Friday podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be covering game week 18. Um, basically, this game week was kind of a funny one because not all of the teams played. There were certain teams that had games in hand that basically needed to be played. Um, so this is kind of a midweek game week that basically uh, kind of got everybody everybody back up to level games. So everybody's now played around 16, 17 games um, compared to before when you had a few other teams kind of a few games ahead. Um, there was only six games this game week, actually. So, um, but definitely some very interesting games in terms of how the league table um, lines up, and especially ahead of this weekend's fixtures. You know, we've got a, a really big game: um, Liverpool and Manchester United, uh, the kind of top of the table clash that'll be. Um, but looking ahead into this game week, it was Burnley that played Manchester United on Tuesday, the twelfth of January. Um, the game finished one nil to Manchester United. You know, a valuable three points. Paul Pogba with the volley, but um, on the balance of play, you know, United definitely did have um, a lot more possession. They had 63% possession, um, a lot more kind of passes being played, although Burnley did have their fair share of shots, you know. Um, United did control the game up to about the 70th minute. They got the, the, the Pogba goal came in the 71st minute, a fantastic volley from a Marcus Rashford cross. Um, and overall Pogba did have a very very good game you know a man of the match performance from him and, and his performances have really picked up over recent weeks um, you can see you can see when when he goes over to France to play international football why he's so important because he, he knows how to win and um, I think when he when he's in the mood he can be very good but it's just making sure that he's he's motivated and and with United on a title charge now, you'd think you'd get the best out of Paul Pogba as as the kind of hopefully you you'd think the title was would be in sight and 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 he's very concentrated regardless uh, of his future at the club whether whether he will sign a new contract or or go to another team in the summer like um, Juventus or, or Real Madrid. But um, aside from Pogba, you know United did they controlled the game quite well. Um, they weren't quite attacking usually. Um, You'd see McTominay and Fred in, uh, as the two um, defensive positions, but uh, this game it was Matic and Pogba. So um, obviously Matic um, running the defensive side of things and Pogba given the license to go forward. Um, and obviously that proved to be a very good decision as it, as it was the goal um, from Pogba pushing up. That was where the goal came. So tactically um, spot on from, from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, Burnley, as I said, the the Pogba goal came in the seventy first minute, but Burnley actually really did put the pressure on. Um, they had Vidra coming on off the bench. You had a few good chances, and you, you just think to yourself, if if Burnley had a little bit more quality up front, they maybe could have gotten something from the game. But um, overall, I think it was a deserved three points from from United, and that actually takes them three points ahead of Liverpool up to the top of the the Premier League table ahead of the big clash on Sunday. So um, it will be very interesting to see how United approach that game. You know. The game is at Anfield, um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Is he going to go with the kind of McTominay and Fred? He he could go five at the back, you know. Um, whatever happens, Liverpool are going to come out of the blocks and, and come firing. So uh, it will be very interesting to see Manchester United's approach. I think we all know what Liverpool are going to do. You know, at home, I, I don't think they've lost since um, 2017 uh, in the Premier League at home, which is a, a ridiculous record, really. But um, We'll have to wait and see if United can can be the ones that that break the the Anfield record. But um, no, it, it's looking like it'll be a really really interesting game, and uh, I'll be covering it of course next week after all the games are played. The next game of the weekend was Sheffield versus um, Newcastle. Obviously, we all know Sheffield are struggling down at the bottom of the table, but um, they were able to get uh, 
um, a very good start going. You know, they, they, they played some very nice football, dominated the, the game really. Um, 67% possession, very similar to United uh, against Burnley. Um, managed to get a lot of shots away, seven, uh, 17 shots and four on target. Um, towards the end of the first half, Ryan Fraser for Newcastle was sent off uh, for a per challenge on a Sheffield player. Um, so obviously that made things very difficult for Newcastle as they were, they were already um, the second best really all game, uh, now down to 10 men. Um, the penalty was very interesting that uh, Sheffield got. It was um, Fernandez for Newcastle getting the wrong side of Billy Sharp. Um, it was a handball, but there's a lot of debate as to whether I suppose you can 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 really give that. Um, his hands are down by his side, but he does appear to block the the path of the ball as it's going to Billy Sharp, who who is able to get a shot away. And I suppose. Um, you know, you, you, these handballs are very difficult to call. The ref did go over to the monitor and have a look, and he did think that whatever Fernandez did um, with his hand was was blocking the path of the ball into Billy Sharp. So um, Sheffield did get a penalty, and they did put it away in the seventy third minute. And ultimately, they they managed to hold on uh, until the end of the until the end of the game, which which gained them a one nil victory. Um, huge win for Chris Wilder, his his first of the season. Um, surprisingly that that's only Sheffield on five points now you know it, it took them 18 games to get their first win still very much struggling at the bottom of the table but I think um, in terms of the confidence that'll that'll bring to the to the to the side and you know you never know maybe this could be the 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 start of something um, very good for Sheffield but again they're in a very difficult position down the bottom of the league um, you could see that the the Newcastle manager Steve Bruce was very frustrated with the with the VAR decision, he obviously felt um, that it was ridiculous that uh, Fernandez, with his hands down by his side, um, managed to give away a penalty for a handball. You know, overall, in my opinion, I think it's one of those that could go either way. I, I did think it was slightly harsh at the time, but for the reasoning that the penalty was given for, I can understand why. So, again, valuable, valuable three points for Sheffield and, and Newcastle. Again, a very poor, a very poor um, away performance. Um, you know. You can see the frustrations that that Newcastle fans have. Uh, they they kind of want to play really good football, and I think that's something that they're going to find really difficult under Steve Bruce, especially especially with the the squad they have. It's not exactly the most gifted squad, you know. When I look at the Newcastle squad, the standout players, I kind of look at St. Maximin, who's who's been out injured for a while, Cal Wilson, who's who's definitely come up with the goals and gotten them um, a lot of points this season, but. Um, Apart from that, you know, in attacking options, I just don't see what Newcastle have to offer. And and it's a very strange season that um, I think in any other season, maybe Newcastle might be in a lot more trouble. But because the guys below them, the teams below have been have been so bad, you know, sitting on five points, eight points. Um, Newcastle are currently sitting on 19, that maybe in another season they could be in a lot more trouble than they actually are. But um, it's looking like Newcastle will be fine. Um I don't think they will go down this season, but again, I think it's from a fan's point of view. Could they be seeing more? Could they be seeing better? I think I think they're well within their rights to ask um, to ask for more from from Steve Bruce and his coaching staff. So it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle will progress this season. But um, another poor performance and and a huge three points for Sheffield. Moving on to the next game, it was Wolves versus Everton. Um, Wolves managed to oh sorry Everton took the lead very early with an Alex Iwobi strike um, somebody that doesn't get on the score sheet very often actually um, Ruben Neves then equalized in the 14th minute um, followed by a Michael Keane header to win the game for, for Everton 2-1 uh, 
um, that finished. Overall, it was a very even game. Um, Wolves managing to get a lot more shots off than Everton. It's it's very strange. Wolves Wolves have this knack of kind of being being very good for a good few games. Maybe have a run of three or four games where they get a lot of really good results, and then they they manage to slip up. You know, I look back um, earlier on in the season, they lost to Burnley, um, and and again to Everton away. Everton actually didn't have their full team playing. They had um, Sigurdsson and James Rodriguez playing up front. Um, you know, they're missing their, their big guys uh, like like the Richarlison, like the Calvert-Lewin, who, who've been scoring all the goals recently for them. Um, looking at looking at Wolves, you know, they had a fairly a fairly strong team out. Um, Pedro Neto, Fabio Silva, I know he's only young, but then you look back to the midfield of, of Dendonker, Neves and Moutinho, and that's a very, very strong midfield. Um, so you kind of wonder how the game managed to kind of bypass Wolves, but again... Carlo Ancelotti's he's getting the I th- I think he's really getting the best out of the players he has you know you look at guys he's signed he's brought in he's brought in um, Ben Godfrey from from Norwich who's who's played fantastically well especially out of position on the left back um, left hand side of the defense for Everton and then Decore obviously he's 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 obviously a very steady player very consistent very reliable um, and then obviously Hamez at the start of the season was delivering. He's coming back from injury now, so it will be interesting to see how he progresses um, and if he can kind of get back the form that he had early on, earlier on in the season. Um, but apart from that, you know, you kind of look at that left-hand side. Everton are playing Digne left wing, a midfield of Tom Davies and De Curry with, with kind of Sigurdsson playing off Hamez. You, you really do wonder how this game got away from Wolves, but um, fantastic result for Carlo Ancelotti and Everton. Um, Wolves still still struggling to find that little bit of consistency that so that they can establish themselves as a as a real contender for for European football um but again in terms of how that affects both teams in the table um that leaves uh Wolves finishing kind of mid table and um Wolves are now 14th um their last 5 games really haven't been very good three losses and two draws whilst Everton are now sitting 5th with four wins and a loss in their last um game so you know Everton Everton aren't really aren't really dropping off as much as as you'd expect you know level on points with Leicester who have been very good this season actually ahead of Tottenham so it's it's going to be an interesting season as to if Everton can maintain their form but um, I've been impressed with with what Carlo Ancelotti's done and it'll be interesting to see how they progress um, for the rest of the season moving on to the Wednesday game and that was um, Tottenham at home to Fulham um, this game actually finished one all. Um, very strange game, completely completely dominated really by by Spurs early on. But um, Fulham managed to grow into the game. Harry Kane able to get on the score sheet again early on for for Tottenham in the twenty fifth minute, and then an Ivan Cavallero header um, kind of sunk the ship of of Tottenham who who weren't really able to take their chances. You know, um, from watching the highlights, it's the same. It's a very strong team, you know. They had it. They had all their big guns, you know. Son, Kane, Hoiberg was in there, kind of mopping up um, any danger in the midfield. So it's it's very difficult to see how this game got away from Tottenham. Um, Fulham, a really valuable point for them. I, I believe they're only given the game on on Monday and and then went to play it on, on Wednesday. So it's it's very impressive how Scott Par- Parker was able to to gain a point here after after. Um, being called upon on such short notice, really. When you look at um, the the Fulham team, there's not really a whole lot of names that jump out of you. You know, um, Loftus-Cheek and Cavalero playing up front. 
Um, I know Cavalier was was really successful at at Fulham last season. Um, as to how he's handled the jump up to the Premier League, it's 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 obviously been difficult because Fulham haven't been picking up so many points. But um, fantastic header for for Fulham towards the end of the game and, and a really valuable point for them. Um, in terms of Tottenham, you know, you looked back at, at their form at the start of the season and kind of people were saying that they really could be title contenders, but um, they're, they're again, they're really just lacking consistency, um, unable to really get, get that string of games going. In their last five games, they've had two draws, two losses and, and a win, and that really just kind of tells the tale of Tottenham's season. Um, eight wins, six losses and three draws now, and, and you'd think a lot of those draws should be should be turned into wins if they really are. Um, looking to be title contenders, but um, me personally, I never saw Spurs as title contenders. Um, they were always kind of a top four shout, and I do think that they have the players there to get uh, to get top four. Um, but obviously, Mourinho obviously very frustrated at the end of the game, uh, unable to break down the Fulham defense after after um, a lengthy time trying to trying to break them down. Really, so for Tottenham, it's it's simple: get get a few wins together and. And hope that the other teams above them drop off. So um, we'll have to wait and see how Tottenham get on for the rest of the season. But um, good point for Fulham and, and Spurs will be disappointed. Uh, moving on to Wednesday's games again. Still on Wednesday's games here. We've got Manchester City uh, against Brighton. Um, City at home. Um you know, it's, it's really a game that, that you'd expect City on paper to win. You look back at previous seasons that when uh, a lot of the smaller teams came to the Etihad and they were getting five and six put past them, but this, this wasn't really how that game went. Um, Phil Foden was able to squeeze the ball in in the 44th minute just before halftime to give City the lead. Um, again, City really dominant in possession, 66% possession overall, but they, they weren't really able to break down the Brighton defence too much. And it did end up finishing 1-0 to Manchester City. Um, again, a valuable point for them, moving them up to third now. Um, one point behind Liverpool and four behind Manchester United. Um, it, for me, it's a it's a three-horse race in terms of who's going to win the league between um, United, City and Liverpool. Um, City recently have been have been fantastic. You know, four wins and a draw in their, in their last five games. Um, they had a really tricky start to the season, you know, losing to Leicester. Um, drawing that game with Leeds, you know, one that you definitely expect to win when you compare um, when United played Leeds, you know, they put six past them. So um, I think it was just kind of a, a a rocky start for Man City, but you can definitely see that they're getting their consistent, consistency together and actually playing very well without a striker. You know, they've got uh, Aguero out and, and Jesus is kind of struggling to, to get the goals and also with fitness as well. So they're they're often having to play De Bruyne in kind of a, a false nine centre forward kind of role and he, he definitely seems to be providing um with, with whoever's kind of alongside him in the front three or or if he plays into the midfield, maybe Sterling will will pop in there. But I've I've been really surprised how how well City have been able to do without without um kind of a, a target man or kind of a, a a player up front to to get the goals for them. But um, again, that that puts City up to third place. Um, Brighton still still struggling down in seventeenth, just hovering above the relegation zone, only um, two points ahead of Fulham, who are below them. But um, it'll be interesting to see if Brighton can can stay up. You know, Fulham hot in their tail, even West Brom not too far off in eight points. So um, we'll have to wait and see if Brighton can survive. But um, I have no doubt that it it could be one of those that goes down to the the final few games of the season. So we'll have to wait and see. 
Our final game of Game Week 18 is Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Um, this finished 0-0. Uh, very, very dull game overall. Um, not a lot of creativity. Arsenal were missing Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney um, at left-back, so that led to Ainsley Maitland-Niles playing, playing at left-back, who who seem to be struggling a little bit, you know, um, down that left-hand side, Arsenal do often get a lot of joy from, from Tierney and Aubameyang linking up, but you could definitely see that there was a piece of the puzzle missing with um, Maitland-Niles out in that left-hand side rather than Tierney. Um, you know, defensively, Arsenal did look a little bit shaky. They had Rob Holding and David Luiz at the back, um, Eze and, and Wilfred Zaha for Crystal Palace causing them a lot of a, a lot of problems. Um Christian Benteke had a had a, a huge header um, stopped by Leno with a fantastic save, and overall on the balance of play, um, you'd think Palace were were a little bit better and had that little bit more to offer. Um, again, with Arsenal, it's always that one problem of trying to create chances. You know, they've got the young guy Smith Rowe um, playing at the ten with with um, Saka beside him and Aubameyang beside him and and Lacazette just ahead, and you're kind of wondering, you know, who's who's the creator there? Who's gonna who's going to make something happen um, out of nothing and you're kind of counting on two young guys to, to do that um, so we, we I think we could see definitely Arsenal go into the market for a, a creative midfielder in um, in January you know the the names Awar and Buendia for Norwich have been mentioned so we'll have to wait and see if Mikel Arteta does make a signing but again it's very evident Arsenal are lacking creativity um, overall, they they had a large a large majority of possession with with sixty eight percent possession, and you could see how much that that result meant to Roy Hodgson as he was celebrating the the draw at the end. Um, that that could have been a huge uh, opportunity for Roy Hodgson to actually go ahead of Arsenal, but um, Arsenal maintained their place on eleventh, and and Crystal Palace just below them in thirteenth. So um, it will be interesting to see if Arsenal can kick on up the table with with every, nearly all teams really dropping points. Um, Palace again looking looking safe. They've they've signed really well with Eze. Um, being able to keep a hold of Zaha obviously is huge. So um, again, yeah, I've been I've been quite impressed with Palace this season. Um, they have the they have their off games, but you know they have they have the players to pull them through. They have that little bit of quality that maybe um, teams below them don't have. So I think that's that's going to be the uh, the most important thing for them at the end of the season that they had they ha- they knew that they had the players to produce results when they needed them um so again yeah palace um reasonably reasonably good in that game and arsenal slightly disappointing um but that that's it for all the games this this game week actually um again not a lot of goals uh compared to other game weeks we might have seen and um, we've got a few really really big games um this weekend uh, obviously the main one being uh, manchester united versus liverpool but um We've got um, a kind of a London derby in, in Fulham against Chelsea and and Palace, who I've just mentioned, with a few dangerous players, are, are going are going away to Manchester City. So there's going to be um, some very interesting games uh, to be looking at, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the the Liverpool United game to see who who comes out on top. Um, but overall, th- those were the games. Those were the results. Um, if you did enjoy, obviously, please hit the follow button. Uh, I'm doing these game kind of game week roundups every week after all the game weeks and, and giving my opinion on, on um, any of the players, the, the teams and the form that uh, each of the teams are on. So um, yeah, of course, if you did enjoy, let me know, um, hit the follow button and uh, hope you have a nice day.